friends, welcome to the Eating Elephants podcast, where we learn God's word one bite at a time. My name's Holly, and I pray that you are encouraged today. Hey guys, thanks so much for joining me. I have a super special treat for you. Some of my favorite people in the entire world are joining us today, and we're just going to discuss a couple of questions. Um, So Proverbs 10 verse 5 says, A wise youth harvest in the summer, but one who sleeps during harvest is a disgrace. Um, we need to recognize the season that we're in currently, not the season that we want to be. Lord knows I wish we were in summer right now because I am so sick of this cold, but that's not our reality, right? As much as I want to be in summer, that's not where we're at. We're in winter. Um, so we need to recognize the season that we are currently in and how we can minister to each other, um, and the community around us. So, um, Today, we're going to be talking a lot about community. Okay, so the first question I'd like to ask, um, which I have Kathy Winnegar, Linda Joplin, and June Hogan with me today. Um, You guys are going to be blessed by these fine, fine ladies. And Hannah Proctor is joining me, snacking on some McDonald's. Okay, Uh, the first question is, how important is community? Anybody can take it. It's vital to you. If, If you don't have a community of people around you that encourage you, strengthen you, help you, uh, you you would be alone. And when you're alone, you are prey to the enemy. Mm-hmm. A community of people around you is vital to your life. I believe that with all my heart. So do I. I think you said everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think uh, my pastor says... Um, the wolf will go after not the flock, but the, the exactly. lone sheep. He's going to, it's an easy target, right? Right. right? And so I always think about that too. Like community sometimes is hard. Um, especially in the season that we are in right now, we're in a pandemic, which at first was almost exciting because it was new. It's something that we've never experienced before. Um, but now it's, you're just kind of like, we're in this weird stage where you're over it, but we're not over it. And some people are scared. Some people are just annoyed. Um, and we're navigating this. It's a, it's a new season. Um, people might be a little nervous or hesitant to come back to church. Church programs might be starting up again because they had to take a break. Um, so we're just in the church as a whole, the body of Christ is just in a weird new season that we're navigating and community can be a little difficult, um, at this point in time. Okay. So how important is community to God? You want to talk? Um, if it's the church, if it's the ones that are around you, serve the Lord and they're into the word it's very important because the word is very important and you will be like you said a target if you're not around Christian brothers and sisters and those that care about you those that will come to you and pray for you because when you're by yourself you can have circumstances hit you yeah and they can take you under and you feel like you're going to die in your circumstances. And I really feel like even since we had the church doors locked, people couldn't go out of their houses hardly, and you have to wear the masks, I think a lot of people 
are probably lonely and they've stayed in their homes. And even though we can take the masks out off, even though now we can go to church and things, some people never go back to church once right. they're out. It's and, easy to get out of the routine. And they become into a yes. backslidden condition. Yes. And they may feel like nobody cares. And um, we need to show ourselves friendly and we need each other. We and definitely how, need each other. And how important it is to God. God created the church. Mm-hmm. Yes. He wants you to be. And actually, he actually tells us that as... As we see that day approaching, what day? The day of his coming. Mm-hmm. Right. As we see that day approaching, we're even to be more so connected to the body of believers. Why? Because you and I are going to need one another. We're going to have to strengthen one another in what we may face and go through. And so God instituted the church. He is into community. He created that in us to not be alone. Yes. To be with one another. Yes, and it's important to God, as you asked. It's very important yes. to God. And also the enemy is loving the fact that with what's happened with the virus and stuff, people has got such fear, like I've never seen people, yes. even Christians. Mm-hmm. I've talked to a lot of them. And it's like, well, it's just best to stay home. And then you want to say, well, where's your faith at? God gives you the wisdom and things to know what to do. But what upsets me so bad is the devil's laughing at us as the church, strong Christians, is supposed to be, and you're staying home. That's not right. That's not how God made us. That's not how we're supposed to be. We're supposed to stand strong. The whole Bible tells us from Genesis to Revelations to trust him. hmm and people say, oh, no, I can't go. I'm too afraid. Well, I feel sorry for them. I really do. But yet then I'm thinking, where's your walk with God? Where's your boldness? Where's your strength in God? We're supposed to be an example to this world. If we think, oh, my God, the earth's falling. Nobody's going to do anything about it. And the church is sitting back. and It breaks my heart. I can't imagine what it does to God. Mm-hmm. We got to fight. We're in a battle. We got to fight. And we need one another more than ever. I believe that with all my heart. Because we're strong when there's more than one or two. Man, we move mountains where other people, like Linda said, you stay home, you get depressed, you get anxiety, fear, all that tormenting things attacks your body, you know. And then you get to the point when you can go, you're afraid to go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it feels weird to go. I don't know about you, but sometimes, um, gosh, we'd had COVID and we... You know, you have to quarantine or whatever, and it's the wise thing to do. I'm okay right. with that. Yeah. Um, I don't want to get anybody else sick, especially somebody that's got a compromised immune system. So it's that's it's good. wise to stay home, but at some point you have to go back, yes. right? And so even even though we were quarantined for our designated period of, I think at, at the time it was a two week period, um, and then just a short time and then you go back and I love my church family. I love my church. I go faithfully, but to go back, I'm like, man, this feels weird. (laughs) Nobody's making it weird, but it just feels weird because I'd been out of that routine, even for a short time to go back. It just felt weird. And I I can't imagine somebody that's been out of that flow for a while. Um, I think it's good that God let me experience that. So I can remember 
sometimes it feels weird, right? right. The person that's walking through the church door for the first time in right. two months or six months or three years or five years, they probably don't feel super confident being there. Right. And it's my responsibility to help them to feel welcome and to yes. help them yes. feel loved. And I'm not always great at doing that because I've got stuff on my mind. Right. You know, you've got things that you're doing. If you're serving on Sunday morning, you're getting through that stuff. If you've got kids with you, you're making sure they're taken care of. So your mind's going a hundred miles an hour, but I think it's always great to remember, and this might sound a little mean, but to me, it's the the best thing that I've ever heard is it's not about me. Like oh, it, it's yeah. not about oh. you. Mm-hmm. And when I remember that it's not about me, it's so freeing because I'm like, oh, okay, it's not about me. If I mess up, it's not on me. It's right. it, that's it's good. God's got me in His grace. It's not about me. Right. The focus isn't me. Right. It's right. it's Jesus. So if yes. I can help somebody feel welcome even in my super weird, awkward conversations that I will attempt to have, at least there is something taking place and they're not feeling completely abandoned. And another thing that's super cool about um, community with God is that God is the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. He, in and of of himself, is community. He doesn't need us. He is community just in himself. Right. And yet he chooses to have community with us. So if God, the creator of the universe, chooses to have community with us, why would we not want to have community with him and each other? I think it's super, super important. His word says, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. Yeah. And especially at such a time that we are in, Mm -hmm. we need each other. And our most... The, the two most important weapons we have is praise and worship and singing before the Lord and going to the house of the Lord and worshiping together cannot even be compared to anything else because the Holy Spirit's there, the God's, God's there, we're there, and we're worshiping together. And then the mighty move of the Holy Spirit comes upon his people. And there is healings that take place. Salvation. Right. And right. so many people are ministered to. If they just will go and let God. Mm-hmm. Just let God. Interesting. Work amongst all of us. Amen. And to just come along beside each other. To lift each other up. Because... When you go together like that, you may have been at home and you may be facing maybe things with your child. You may be facing things with your husband or your wife and it feels like a nightmare to you. And you need, you need the fellowship of other believers that would love you and come along beside you. Not to gossip about you, but just to pray with you Mm -hmm. and pray for you because then you feel like, they really do care. They right. love me. Right. They care about me. They're praying for me because the prayers of the saints for each other, let me tell you, I've been through a lot. And I'm thankful for those that sometimes they have left their own house just to come to my house because I needed help. And even though you can say, you can look at God and say, from whence cometh my help, it comes from God. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you need the help of the believers around you. Amen. That's how he, he uses the enemy us. Will attack you. Yeah. Right. Okay. Sometimes I need an audible voice. Yeah. Yes. God uses us. Yes. He asks us to partner with, which to, and again is mind blowing that the God of the entire universe of yes. all creation 
wants to yes. partner with us. Like, yeah. right. what? Yeah. Like, right. what? But he's, he, and he knows that we're flawed. He knows yeah. that we're going to mess yeah. up. And he still wants to do it. Like, yeah. He still uses us oh. to, to partner with him. Right. So um, when, when you do reach out to somebody, when somebody does come over to hang out with you, um, and when you do take that effort to go to church and somebody's reaching out to connect with you, God is using every person yes. um, in his own unique way to, to encourage uh, the body of Christ and to, to encourage other non-believers or I like pre, pre-believers. They're yeah. not quite saved yet, but they will be. Yeah. Um, God uses that to encourage us. Another thing that I love, so sometimes God moves when you're in church in these big miraculous ways, right? right. You get healings and that's super cool. Um, and I love when that happens, but God also moves a lot. How it happens to be isn't in the big and miraculous, but when somebody just sets me straight, like right. my mind's not right. I've got a bad perspective, but somebody speaks truth into my life. And, right. and just like that, you know, my mind is renewed and I wasn't thinking straight, but now I am. And that can help me throughout my week, you know, cause things get skewed and, and other believers when you're, you know, um, gathering together, they speak truth into your life. And that to me is priceless because. And the anointing. Yes. Yes. Breaks everything. Yes. 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 Good word. Okay. Um, what does community within the church look like? So each church is different. Um, I think there are different seasons. Um, I think different, even like with, um, different groups. So like when we were in youth group community looked, I think a lot differently than what it looks like how I see it now. Um, like when we were teenagers, we wanted to go on trips. We wanted to like go and get out. And my kids are homebodies. Like they're going to pass on the big extravagant cool trip. And they're, if, but if you've got like a, a night in to where they can hang, they're down for that. So just as that has kind of shifted a little bit, what does community look like in the church now, in the the time we're in now? Because I think it looks a little bit different now. It's very different yes. now mm. than when you were growing up in yeah. the group. Yes. We were very active with mm-hmm. you. and um, But today, actually, you don't even have Acquire the Fires. You don't have Ichthus. You don't have some of those big... Uh, ministries that I used to even take mm-hmm. you to and it is different the teenagers are different we're in an electronic age mm-hmm. now yes. and that electronic age has changed the face of the church yeah yes uh, definitely and then we don't see a lot of young teenagers coming into the body of Christ I really believe we're in an emergency uh, error mm-hmm. where we we are losing the teenage um, level. I think I attended, a, I didn't mean to interrupt you, I attended That's a okay. conference and I think it said, I don't know if it was 50 or 60% of 18-year-olds one, one year after, um, from 18 to 19, that went to church, Yes. 50 to 60% stopped going yes. at, after that first year. Yes. Um, so what can we do as believers as sisters in the faith as mothers in the faith as grandmothers in the faith encourage that young 19 20 year old 18 year old to find their place in the body of christ and to be connected first and foremost would be that 
the mothers and fathers, uh, brothers and sisters that we connect in prayer. The, that's where the that's where the community really comes in because prayer is number one. Right. If we're not praying for them, we're losing them mm-hmm. right. because the world has so much to offer them, and that the church is not. and And it's sad thing to say, but it is true. And so staying and staying connected with them, like I know that Holly, you teach the college class, so vital. Because a lot of churches don't even have that, where they're having, you know, a college age level class, mm-hmm. and that is vital. It, it they should transfer right out of the teenage class into the college class, and if we don't have that and stay connected, you're going to lose them, because they are so busy. But even if you have college kids, you know, if that leader could just connect with them on the internet, connect with them over a cup of coffee, anything mm-hmm. to stay connected. When you were a teenager in the youth group, if you'll notice, me and Sister Linda stayed connected mm-hmm. to you all. You were either at our house or, you know, you were at Linda's or you were at mine. and yeah. We were constantly with you connecting. Boy, that community is so vital. Uh, yes, I agree. And we don't see that as much anymore. Mm-mm. But um, we can still reach out to each other. Yes. Let people know. The, the important thing, I believe, in our lives, to being connected in, in a community of is prayer, number one, but also loving the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Number one, mm-hmm. with prayer. And number two is to love those around us, uh, those that we may not even know, keeping in prayer, missionaries and evangelists, our leaders, our pastors, uh, our churches, because there is so much that the enemy is trying to destroy with. And we live at a time right. that I don't believe it's any accident we are here at this time. Absolutely, yeah. I agree with you on that for sure. You said it. That was good. Yeah. Okay. So what about um, the, maybe like the 30-year-old that has a family um, and it is coming back into a 35 or 40. Maybe they went to church as a kid and fell away from God, chose to live their own life, denied God. Um but is coming to their senses and realizes their need for Jesus, how can we encourage them to or, and make them feel welcome as they come back into um, community with the church, with the body of Christ? The first thing I would do um, if they're coming back into the body is just really love on them. Right. And, uh, okay, so yes. love on is a super churchy word right so outside of a church context if you're saying you're going to love on somebody that might sound a little weird so can can you explain what that looks like i would um talk with them uh go into depth of what's going on in their life um can i help them in areas reach out to their children yeah because if i'm gonna touch a mom and dad's heart i'm gonna touch their children first and so that's what i would call loving on them yeah because 
uh, you touch my children, you're touching my heart. Absolutely. And so I'm going to minister to that complete family uh, and embrace them and then help baby step them back into the community Mm -hmm. of faith. And that's how I would work with a young couple that has once knowed Christ but walked away. And you see a lot of families do that. A lot of young families do that. They say that when you leave high school, you can fall away from God, even though you've been raised in the house of God. And you may not come back until your early 30s. And so it is a serious uh, situation there. Yeah, and I think that's one that the church should think about, which I'm not saying that they don't. But I really don't. Um, I'm sure the leaders of the church do. But I think it's something that we should, as the body of Christ, think about how we are going to impact these people. So I want to, first of all, expect them to come, right? I don't want to just go to church just to go to church because I love Jesus. I'm expecting new people to show up. I'm expecting people to get saved. I'm expecting people to come back. So I think expectation and, and laying that foundation of prayer and that that is a good foundation to lay that on and and that expectation that God is going to show up and come through and then I need to do my part in being prepared to maybe be a little uncomfortable and and greet somebody at the door offer somebody to sit with you hey if you don't want to sit alone you know you can sit by me if you want to keep your distance that's fine too um or sit near them do you need it to, do you do your kids want to go to children's church or would they like to sit with you this morning right um do you want me to show you where that's at like just being welcoming and sometimes I'm great at it and sometimes I really suck at it um yeah. but I think that is vital and, yes. and I don't yes. think we take enough time to to think about how much of an impact that will yeah and then make once on they come and I think it's important, like, to follow up. Now, I'm I'm not a cookie baker, but I can go to Walmart and buy a <laughs> couple dozen cookies, and you could run it by their home. Yeah. You can stay connected and let them know, I'm, I really care about you. Absolutely. And that can then in, bring them back, yeah. you know, if they see that, man, they're really loving us, you yeah. know. The kids will get excited. Man, they brought us cookies. <laughs> so, you know, there's ways in which to connect with that family and to bring them back. And it doesn't take a lot, yeah. right? What right. is a box of cookies at Walmart? Right. right. Even a card. Yes. Right. right. A little card that says, hey, glad you were there. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. good. That's real good. Anybody have anything else? No. Okay. Thank you for doing this with us. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay, so next question. How do we engage as a church family with each other? How do we engage? I mean, because we're coming out of COVID. Well, I pray that we are coming out of COVID. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like we're coming out of COVID. I don't know if that's disease, but it feels yeah. like that's what's happening. Yeah. Um, and we're, we're getting back into this new situation, you know. How do we engage as a church family? Um, I think we engage through prayer, laying on of hands, uh, speaking with one another. Um, I, I check up on people around me that are in, we have a pretty large church. Yeah. But the people that are around me, if they're not there, I'm questioning. Um, I go up and greet them and ask them how they're doing. This past Sunday, I greeted one of the sisters and she's got a mountain falling on her. I wanted to engage in that. Mm-hmm. I have texted her several times this week to check on her how things are going because 
her husband and both of her sons are being attacked. Mm. And that mama was, it was, it was hard on her. Yeah. That I engaged in that. And I then begin to check up this week to let her know I am praying. I am believing and standing with you. Um, you engage in the activities that the church has, whatever that's going on in the church. You engage in your just community. Just go. Like, go. It's not that hard. Just go. Go. Yeah. <laughs> right. Do it. <laughs> yeah. You can help the ladies serve, or you can. You don't have to serve. You can just be there mm-hmm. as a support for your brothers and sisters. Yeah. So it's not. It's not super difficult, right? right. Just yeah, genuinely talk to and listen to the people around you. Be mindful of their presence. Okay. Anybody else have any good tips or suggestions on how to engage with your church family? Because it's been a little difficult. Well, we will have altar services sometimes where we all go down to the altar to pray in that. And then you may see somebody up there and they're kind of off by themselves or something. To go over and just say, can I pray for you? And chances are they will tell you something they would like for you to pray about. Yeah. <laughs> That's really good. Yeah, altar services are fantastic. And being mindful of those that are alone, standing alone is just yes. like a red flag. Like, hey, right. maybe, they, maybe they need a minute to right. have some time alone with God or maybe they need somebody to encourage them. Maybe they're afraid to even speak. They, they might could, be an introverted kind yeah, of person and they may want you to address them. Not They, they maybe couldn't come up to you. Absolutely. Um, Linda was a very shy kid. She couldn't even speak to people. So, you know, <laughs> I would talk to a tree. But... <laughs> So you could have me too. So if there's somebody there that's alone, absolutely go to them. If they're at an altar and they're alone, my lands go to what a perfect opportunity to embrace that person. You don't know what's going to come out of that when you embrace that person. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. That's great. I prayed for her before I met her. Aw, that's sweet. And she was in Texas. Aw, that's so sweet. Please pray for Bob and Kat. (laughs) (laughs) You need to pray for these people, your future best friend. (laughs) Okay. Um, How do we, as a church, like as the body of Christ, um, engage with the community to share the love and hope of Jesus. How does the church reach the community? Outside the church. Outside of the church. So not the church people, but you're like the town that you live in or whatever organization. How do you reach your community that you're planted in? You know what I thought was really cool? I've seen some really cool ideas, but um, our church, they took quarters and... Um, washing liquid and stuff and they went to the laundromat and they paid for the people's clothes to be washed how cool is that so how cool was that you know that was impressive that is a great idea yeah and there's many ideas you can have times in the park where uh, we did when we had our church we gave out hot dogs and chips mm-hmm. and and uh, ministered to the people there's ways in which you can involve your community we also went to a custard stand and Cesar, mm-hmm. and we would offer to, we would want to pay for somebody's custard that was mm. standing in line. 
I love right. the custard stand. Or, right. or you can even do that when you're going through a drive-through if you have the money. Yeah. Right. For somebody behind you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So just I, simple things. Right. I think another thing that that we did when we pastored many years ago is that we went door to door. Yes. And we talked to the people if they would let us talk to mm-hmm. them. And mostly we would say, can we pray for you? And some shut the door, but a lot of them was very shocked but happy to see us because they thought nobody never does this no more. Yeah. They don't go door to door. And I'd say, the main, what is your main prayer? What is it that you need? Finances. Mostly people were sick. Mm-hmm. And so many people couldn't go to church or they'd never been to church. They'd seen things on TV and they thought, is that really real? Mm-hmm. You know, can you pray? Show me. And boy, that was a great testimony and a way to get into their homes and their hearts. But people don't do that no more. We used to do street ministry all yes. the time. Yeah. I love it. But it's hard to do anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of times in the the day and age that we're in, people are leery. And I think yeah. rightfully so. They're leery to open their door to a right. stranger. I mean, you hear reports of people coming in, somebody saying, oh, I'm here to maintenance something. And then right. it's a two-man team. Somebody's going out the back door robbing you while you're answering yeah. the person at the front yeah. door. So people are very um, skeptical. It's a different time for sure. But I think the the impact that that would have for somebody that couldn't get out of their home, you know, they're homebound. Right. And somebody made the effort to come to them and not to ask for anything, just to say, hey, can I pray for you? Like, I'm, yeah. I'm not here for anything. I don't want anything. I just want to pray for you. I think that is incredible. And, I mean, maybe it couldn't be done in the same the same way but I mean if you've got shut-ins at your church yeah. and and they're expecting you to come then that might bless them greatly so it may not be the same way but I don't think that the ministry itself that that right. completely is dead it might just need to be readjusted because I mean could you imagine being stuck in your home yeah. and you, you just physically can't go anywhere right. and then somebody comes to you and says hey I just want to pray for you like that would be such a blessing. What we did one time is uh, the women gathered at the church and we made soup and we put them in uh, quart-sized mason jars and we took them to all of the elderly and shut-ins. Mm-hmm. They cried. There was a lot of them that cried yeah. because that was wonderful to them. Yeah. Homemade soup. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, to let them know we were thinking about them and praying for them. There are many ways to engage the community yes. and let them know that you're there. You like know. the balloons at Valentine's Day that time. Yeah, yeah. Taking balloons. Yeah. Case we made them Valentine balloon remember? bouquets. That's so. sweet. I don't remember. Don't I remember doing Valentine balloon bouquets, like the candy bouquet. I remember for like a fundraiser. That was super fun. Yeah. Um, our church did a blessing basket, and so they assembled baskets of like a snack basket. And then you would take them to whatever business you wanted. And we, gosh, I think we've done, oh, I, I hope I don't say this incorrectly, but I think we've done over 400 Wow. of the West Frankfurt, Benton, Johnson City, just the area where you just take, and it's already assembled. The church did the, the work. All you had to do was deliver it. And the people were just amazed. They were so thankful. And we just said, this is for you. Thanks for serving our community. And they would, a lot of times they would be so freaked out. They're like, no, you've got the wrong place. This isn't for me. And we're like, no, it's, it's for you. (laughs) I did that with my mom. My mom was in the hospital quite a bit. Mm -hmm. 
and I would take a big basket of just all kinds of candy bars. Yeah. And I would tell the nurse, I said, my mom's room is full of sweets. <laughs> and Go the in there nurses and loved it. Absolutely. I mean, it would be empty in no time, so I'd have to refill it, you know. <laughs> but I, I wanted to minister to those nurses because those nurses yes. were ministering to my mother. Yeah. And that was a way of really connecting with Absolutely. Yeah. 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 That's wonderful. Yeah. That's great. Okay, so lots of different ideas on how to minister to the community. Um, okay, why is it important to engage with a church family, especially in seasons of transition? So you've got, um, you know, maybe a college kid that's graduating high school going into college, or you've got somebody that's getting ready to get married and they're getting ready to establish a family that could be a season of transition or maybe you're moving to a new place that could be a season of transition or maybe you're taking on a new job that could be a season of transition or maybe somebody's going through a divorce that could be a season of transition um people could have all different there are there are many reasons for a season of transition but people are in them often why is it important, especially in a season of transition, to be engaged with the community? Because if you don't, for one, there's a lot of anxieties, um, mm-hmm. maybe fear of what's the unknown mm-hmm. in that transition. Yeah. And it's good to have your community of faith there that can, you know, it's going to be great. God's going to, you know, mm-hmm. God's going to do great things through your kid that's going to go off to, you know, McKendry College there, yeah. you know. Or to the military. Or, to the military, yeah. you know, and because in those transitioning times, you can really walk through. You try to stand strong, but when you're talking about my family here, I'm not talking about your family. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about mine. Mm-hmm. You know, that really hits where the rubber meets the road because you're talking about something that is mine Mm -hmm. and so that's different when you're talking about you know them kind of situations so it is vitally important because I think if if my child was going off to the military but my church body didn't even recognize that that could feel hurtful yeah to that couple because that couple really needs undergirded Mm -hmm. what if war breaks out and my child is in Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah. so that's important, and you need to be even more close to your body during those times. That that's an important connection in transition times. Amen. Yeah, it might be difficult if you're not established in a church already, right? If you're if yeah. you're looking for a church, or um, you know that you should be going to church, you. You, you have that desire to serve God, but you just can't quite get it. You know, you, you're, yeah. you're there on the, you know you should, but you're having a rough time taking that next step. Um, what would you say to that person that is maybe in that season of transition of go, getting back into, you know, trying to faithfully serve God? Well, I think it would be important to just let them know you care first and they can tell if you're really genuine about caring and when you love God and they see the light and love of God in you they'll be drawn to you and you just keep letting them know you're interested in everything that concerns them just like God is with us you know what I tell somebody that would be struggling to come back Mm 
I'll set with you. Mm-hmm. Because I've said that too. I've had some young people that have come and visited, and I'll say, hey, you know, I tell them, Sister Linda's there, Stacy's <laughs> there, you know, we'll set with you, yeah. come on, you know, so I encourage them to make that leap of faith, because it is a leap of faith. It is, come yeah. Back. You know, they feel, what for whatever reason that they've stepped away, they can feel guilt and shame and whatever, and and so you want to just really encourage them. And I've gotten some to come mm-hmm. because I've told them, and just come in your jeans. We're casual, you know. I just, yeah. I try to really make it real comfortable for them. And however, you know, whoever the person is and how I'm talking to them, but I let them know, you know, oh, no, we're just casual, just come, and and we're friendly. The people will love you, mm-hmm. and and I just try to make it very easy going for them. I invited a one of the former youth. And he came one morning, and he got there before I did. But listen, Brother Ted Anderson got him immediately, and he just made him feel so warm and comfortable. And I was so glad. And when I walked through the door, he come up to me, and he goes, uh, your your guest is here. And I got, I got to talk with him, and I, I got him to his seat. And so that was wonderful. So we had a you know, that connection going on, mm-hmm. and, and it made him feel real easy into coming. Absolutely. That's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah. Man, the importance of a church greeter, right? Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yeah. And it seems like such a, a eh, not that big of a deal job, but yeah. wow. Oh, yes. Wow. Absolutely. That's, that's awesome. Yes. All right, ladies. Well, does anybody else have anything they'd want to share on community or anything? Just that it is vital to your yes, life. It is. If you stay isolated from your community, you're going to get in trouble mm-hmm. because you're going to need help mm-hmm. in some situation in your life. Yes. Hard times come. The Word of God says it rains on the just and unjust mm-hmm. just alike. Yeah. And so we're going to face nightmares at times. Mm-hmm. You're going to need me. You're going to need that other person. You're going to need a community to be around you to help you through what you'll face because they can be calm and speak the word of God to you when you could be hysterical. Right. Yes. And, yes. and, and calm you down in that, in those midnight hours. <laughs> Linda's saying, amen. I've been there. <laughs> yes, she has. I, I actually have a saying, Kathy's <laughs> we have been there. <laughs> There's like a hundred years here worth of been there. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining me. Um, I pray that you are so blessed by this. I definitely am. Um, you are in the midst of greatness, my friends. I hope you have a great, great week. Thanks. friends. I hope that as you go throughout your day, you guard your heart, guard your mind, and guard your instructions.